The educator Robert Keegan says the excitement and the emotion, the gratitude and the terror associated with transformation is not necessarily what transformation is. I think we have different concepts of transformation when we hear the word. We think of the tadpole becoming the frog, the caterpillar in our story becoming the butterfly, and we think of it as a process of changing one thing to another. And I think sometimes we lose sight that transformation is a long, slow, gradual process of becoming and then being someone different. Years ago, when I started the process of becoming a minister, I thought there was a great transformation process laid out in front of me. I would go to the classes. I would do an internship. I would read all the books on this ridiculously long reading list we had to read. I would do clinical pastoral education and learn how to do pastoral ministry in a hospital. And then I would get ordained, and then I would be a minister. (laughs) Good one. I was under such a grand misconception of what transformation was. I thought if I checked off the things on my list and I made the changes I need to make, then I would be a minister. And I got a clue early on in the process, it's not quite how it works. When I was doing clinical pastoral education, it became clear to me that I might have had the whole thing misconstrued. I remember that silly me asks, asks to be assigned to the intensive care unit because I figure no one's going to call me up and say, hey, Reverend Tony, can you come to the hospital? Mary's having her tonsils out. Little do I understand at that point there's a lot of pastoral care too, right, right there. But I dive into the deep end and I no sooner walk onto the floor. My first day, a code is called, someone dies right in front of me of a heart attack. And I look back on it now, it's a little comical, but I was terrified. And there's a nurse, the charge nurse, who I had not seen before, is looking at me, and I'm trying to stay out of the way, like I was told when emergency happens, and she snaps at me, what are you doing? And I said, my job. She said, what's that? Praying. (laughs) And I followed that with my first trip around the floor, visiting patients and their families, and I ran into the stories of death and dying and accident and grief and families getting along with each other and not getting along with each other. And half the time I did not know what to do or say. I don't think I've ever felt so singularly incompetent in my entire life than my first day of CPE. But then I had to go to supervision and write up in a verbatim what I said, what people said to me, what I did, what they did. And that had to be shared with this group and the supervisor. And then I would learn through this process how I might have done something different or better. Transformation might actually be happening. And I gave my presentation and I said, the long and short of it is, I didn't know what to do or say. And my CP minister, supervisor, is a retired army chaplain guy about six feet six, Lutheran, 
retired a full bird colonel, and he looks at me with that voice that only retired army officers can have and says, what makes you think you had to say or do anything? I don't know. And that's how it began. I used to think that when I heard this term practice as applied to what people did professionally, it was rather silly. I don't want a lawyer who's practicing law. I want somebody who's already good at it. I don't want a doctor practicing medicine. I want somebody who's already good at it. And then I learned I was practicing ministry all the time. And I got it. That that process of transformation was a change I couldn't plan. I just had to practice and live it and do it long enough so that at some point, all of a sudden, I am being different in this role. And it took a number of years till I felt anywhere close. I'm telling this to the search committee now. Till I felt anywhere close to being the person who might supposed to be up here. That's a really frightening place to put yourself. But if transformation is going to happen, it can only happen through that kind of journey that's full of unknown and risk and constant learning and constant practice. I, I should have got a little better at this because I grew up with a father who was a tennis coach and a swimming coach, which is why I grabbed the tennis reading this morning. That my dad was a tennis coach and I wanted to learn how to play tennis as a kid and he would not let me hit the ball with anyone else till I could do the backboard a hundred times without missing. One of the numerous things as a younger person I really didn't like my father for. But I got it when I was able to do it. Because all of a sudden the shift happens and I could get the ball over the net on a regular basis. And my friends who were at the same stage as I was could not. You know? And sometimes you have to trust the process itself will create the change in you. I think, and I say this often enough, too often we think, especially as Unitarian Universalists, we can think our way into acting and behaving and being differently. And frequently, and the practice of religion teaches us this, especially with spiritual practice, that it's only by acting differently on a repeated basis that the change is made in a way that is internalized and the transformation happens, right? Only through the practice of ministry, of remaining calm and non-anxious when people are freaking out, do you get to all of a sudden be calm and non-anxious when somebody else is freaking out. And you learn to trust that that's going to happen that you sit on this plateau where you don't understand hitting the ball against the backboard over and over and over until all of a sudden you notice you're not thinking about doing it anymore. You're just doing it well. You've taught your muscles how to do it. You've taught your body how to do it. You've taught yourself to see it as a tennis player, not somebody learning to play tennis. My father was a swim teacher. He taught me how to swim. The first thing we learned was floating. I was horrible at it. I could not learn how to float. And part of it was I was trying to float. And finally, 
his instruction one day after so many times of not really being able to pick this up is trust the water to hold you up. And after so much trying, it finally clicked and the water held me up. You know, Douglas Adams, the writer, says, you know, the, the key to flying is throwing yourself at the ground and missing. And, and as a kid, I discovered the key to floating is trying to sink and forgetting to drop through the water, you know. I just let the water hold me up. Transformation at some point requires a new way of acting and a trust that the process will hold you up and make the changes it's going to make. They may not be the changes you want, which is always the difficult part of transformation. Transformation is not just setting a goal and working to achieve it. It's being willing to go through a process and let it change you. Like becoming a welcoming congregation. We can have the seminars and teach the lessons and do the worship services and have speakers and watch movies and read books. And we can check them off our list. But as we do that, slowly, many of us, and then we together as a whole, are becoming a people that are more knowledgeable, more understanding, have had a shift of vision in how to relate to and be welcoming to people who might not be like us in some way. And then there's the transformation. We're not who we used to be. We have become someone different. When I work with people in spiritual direction as a spiritual director, one of the stories I hear all the time is, I figured I needed to come for spiritual direction because I'm just doing this wrong. I'm getting no insight. I'm having no nirvana. I'm like, and I tell people, you know, having a burning bush experience is nice, but so far I only know on record it's ever happened to one person. Even that might have been made up. So you can't go into the process expecting that. What you can do is practice enough so that all of a sudden you noticed it's happened while you weren't looking. About 10 years ago, when I started a meditation practice, I found it incredibly difficult. I could not sit still. I could not keep my mind from thinking of everything in the world all at the same time. And I wondered if I should even continue. But I made myself do it. I made myself do it every day for five minutes, then 10, then 15, then 30. And I didn't notice too much. I missed it. That it was changing me by just showing up and being quiet and breathing. I noticed a number of years back that I am not nearly as angry as I used to be. I'm not as reactive as I used to be. I don't let things bother me so much anymore. And I've had a lot of life experience and I've practiced ministry, but one thing I've done that really made all those changes that I didn't notice while they were happening is every day I sat down and shut up for 30 minutes. And I was just there. And after years of doing it, I noticed I was different. I had become different than I used to be. And I couldn't have predicted how and I couldn't have told you ahead of time, this is what, exactly what I'm trying to do. Because for the first months, if not the first year or so, I hated doing it. 
it seemed like a total waste of time. Like I'm not getting it, I'm not doing it right. It took a long time to just get over that part and just show up and do the process. And now I help people find those practices. What can you do on a regular basis, intentionally, with dedication and consecration to something beyond yourself, that if you do it often enough, regularly enough, intentionally enough, that down the road you're going to notice you have become different than you used to be. Transformation is not what we think it is. Because if we plan it, it's not transformation. It's change or it's reaching a goal. But transformation is becoming something new and different. And as we go on, this afternoon is another step in our journey together. As we go on, my relationship with you and yours with me and ours with the community around us as we engage it together and make those relationships healthier and more holistic and more intentional and more active, will change all of us. I will change and the congregation will change. And all of a sudden, some of the community around us might be changing because of our involvement. That is the process of transformation. That is our journey.